in Indiana. The Fan. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovelin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talking Sports for a Saturday, October 24th, 2020. Welcome in on this beautiful, sunny Saturday morning. If you're inside, if you're outside, it's just a little on the cool side. If about 37 degrees is cool to you. Uh, but, uh, hey, if this was January, it would be balmy. And uh, Justin and I would both be wearing shorts. Justin. Justin Kenny, of course, from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Jim. How are you? I am great this morning. And uh, you know what? Today what? Is, is my half birthday. Really? Yeah. yeah it, wow. I think only my daughter and myself are the only ones... Uh, on this this round earth that uh, celebrate half birthdays, but nice. nonetheless, uh, six months to my real birthday, and uh, you know, let the planning start. Or like some people, <laughs> well, it's my birthday month, so uh, <laughs> it's 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 my oh, birthday. It's your, it's your birthday so, six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's you know let's let's celebrate. But uh, welcome into talking sports, where we're talking local sports of all sorts until. 10 o'clock this morning and of course uh, our automotive color and supply text line is always open for you at 46862 that's 46862 please put ts in the front of your message if you will please we would indeed appreciate it so uh, uh we had high school football last night the second season the road to lucas oil began last evening and will culminate on Thanksgiving weekend, of course, as per usual. We had four of the six classes in the state of Indiana, uh, in northeast Indiana, getting rolling last night. Still have uh, one game to contest, and that's a 3A game that will take place today, so uh, or tonight, actually, uh, at Norwell. That'll be Heritage in Norwell, but everything else is, uh, well on the books now and uh, a lot of uh, teams are basically having their exit meetings and, and such and uh, putting away equipment getting things cleaned up and uh, put away for next season but others are moving on surviving one more week and uh, without further ado Justin let's uh well, let's let's tell them who who won last night let's do it section uh sectional 19 in class 4a had east noble Taking care of Columbia City by a score of thirty-five to seven, the Knights move to six or seven and three on the season. Columbia City bows out at six and four, and it's a little bit ironic. Their uh, six wins came in their first six games of the season, four losses. Then uh, obviously in the last four weeks, but uh, East Noble got healthy at the right time. They'd lost a lot of players to injury and illness. Columbia City. Um, well, they had a, had a very heavy, very tough back end of their schedule this season. But uh, congratulations to East Noble, and, and you were there in Kendallville last night, Justin. I was indeed trying to stay warm last night, and the uh, little mist that was uh, moving through Kendallville through most of the evening. But it was a dominant performance from the start for East Noble. Uh, came out, got a stop on on defense, then uh, Justin Marcello's 55-yard touchdown run. His uh, one for one of two touchdowns for him 
him on the night. Rowan Zolman was the star last night. The kid that missed four games in the middle of the season, all three of East Noble's losses uh, as well, and had three touchdown receptions, two interceptions, and a fumble recovery. And for a kid that um, doesn't get a lot of pub in this area or a lot of attention from people when we talk about the best players in the area, it's very SAC dominant. Go out and check out Rowan Zolman. He has no equal in the defensive backfield anywhere in the area. The kid is phenomenal at that safety spot. He's very, very good as a wide receiver. Last night was just the latest example of his talent and still just a junior. The East Noble Knights will uh, move on to sectional uh, semifinal play next week and take on the Decal Barons. How about the Barons? Seth Two Wilcox. Five now with a 7 nothing win over the Angola Hornets. Congratulations, DeKalb. And uh, quite frankly... Uh, with with records as they were, I believe Angola came in around five and two or so. Yeah, and, five uh, and two. So uh, they were uh, the prohibitive favorite uh, going up against a one and five DeKalb team. They just didn't seem to really get things on track this season. Obviously, yeah. with with the two weeks off and uh, and or three weeks off actually. Yeah. Uh, due to COVID, right after the start of the season. Yeah, it was tough for Coach Wilcox, first year coach. Now, of course, he's been an assistant with DeKalb, so it wasn't too big of a transition, but it's difficult where early in the season uh in, in what was a they, they played earlier in the season week one that was the impetus of having three weeks off for DeKalb and two weeks for Angola because of a, a COVID uh case on DeKalb so uh round round two DeKalb gets the better of Angola and this is why the sectional this is why uh where we have in other states not everyone makes the playoffs um, this this is why the beauty of Indiana, because we can look at the schedule and go, man, there's a lot of lopsided matchups. You would have looked at Angola and DeKalb as one of those lopsided matchups. And what happened last night, DeKalb came out defensively, played tremendous in limiting t- Tucker Hasselman in that offense. Get the shutout, get the win. The reward is to play East Noble, but hey, they're alive for another week. That is true. In uh, the other part of the bracket, we've got uh, the Leo Lions running their record now to 9-1 and one with a 14-7 victory over Northridge, uh, overcame a 7 nothing deficit to do so. And one of those just grinded-out type football games, which we expected in this one because both teams really like to run the football. Both teams have really good defenses. And uh, for Leo to go on the road to Northridge, beat a team that is very, very good, and maybe their biggest challenge on the bottom half of this bracket in sectional 19 was a phenomenal job by the Lions. Now they get to come home. They'll play. They'll host Northwood, who is a dangerous team in itself. And then, of course, Angola lurking in the top half of the bracket. But Leo gets the job done, comes from behind, gets a, a touchdown to go ahead uh, in that second half and hold off Northridge for the win. That's right. You said Northwood uh, will be the opponent of the Leo Lions next week. That's because they beat Walworth C by a score of 20-7. to Over in sectional 20 in Class 4A, it was uh, Marion over Mississinawa 49-28. And uh, one that resonated around Northeast Indiana, the Southside Archers. Hey! How about South? Advance with a victory over the New Haven Bulldogs 30 to 20. Congratulations to Roosevelt Norfleet and the Archers. They're now 2-8. and eight. We'll face a 7-3 and three Marion team next week. Uh, but there we go. 
you know, this could very well be. And we we've said before, Southside has taken it on the chin. Yeah, came in, you know, one in seven. But hey. They played a lot of teams tough. Look at the Snyder right. game. You know, yeah. Dwenger uh, got a lead on them early and thought they were going to go to rolling clock, you know, but it didn't ever happen. And then here comes Southside coming back. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, you know, the, the Archers, you know, here, here we are. I right. Mean, uh, beating New Haven 30 to 20. And uh, that's. Here we are. The sack, the sack, uh, the sack proves its its toughness. Yeah, you know, we talk so much and give so much praise to coaches that have 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 good programs, good records. But let's give some props to Roosevelt Norfleet. Let's give some props to Sherwood Haydock. We've talked about Tim Manigal. These teams that traditionally do not compete in the SAC uh, for championships, right? Wayne has been up there recently uh, for a run or two. Concordia with their magical season, once we won a state championship. But by and large, those teams are not going to be threats in the SAC, right? And it can be tough when losses mount, particularly with South and Wayne in some of these down years, to keep the kids engaged and keep mm-hmm. the kids coming out each and every day in practice and working hard and still striving to be the best they can be and not losing hope and not dropping off the team and, and not just cashing it in. And that's what Roosevelt Norfleet and Sherwood Haydock were able to do with these two respective teams this year is fight through the adversity, take their lumps on Friday nights, get into the postseason, and look at winnable football games. New Haven and and Huntington North are not bad football teams. South and Wayne had to play good games last night to win, and that doesn't come about just by flipping a switch. They have to stay engaged each and every week. They did it, took their lumps, got some confidence last night, and it's great to see those coaches deserve as much respect as, as the winning programs do. That's right, and you mentioned Wayne moving on. They beat Huntington North 12-8 to in a game that, uh, well, I mentioned last night on the pregame show, uh, I was expecting maybe a, a shootout, a 60-55, yeah. to because both teams were uh, pretty uh, offensive uh, and, and able to put the ball in the end zone all season long. But uh, it was defense that prevailed for the Generals, and uh, they will move on to play Delta now. Delta 7-2 and after a 48 nothing victory over Jay County. So uh, that's. Uh, yeah. Delta's good. Very good. I mean, their two losses are to New Palestine by seven and, and got beat by uh, Mount Vernon, uh, Fortville, who's number one in their class in 4A. So two losses are nothing for Delta. So that's going to be a challenge for Wayne. It's going to be a challenge for South going to Marion, too. But, but I think, you know, momentum wise, South. Is playing good, has some some positive vibes now, has some positivity to take to the Giants. So who knows? South could get another win. We'll see. We will see what happens in uh, in Class 3A, Sectional 26 last night. It was Mishawaka Marion over Lakeland, 40 to six. Mishawaka Marion now eight and zero on the season. They'll play Tip Valley, who is seven and three after a 49-22 victory over South Bend, Washington. Jimtown over Garrett, ending the Railroaders' season 26 to three. And in another one that uh, might have been a surprise. West Noble gets their second win in a row and second win of the season by beating John Glenn 14 to nothing. Hey, hey. Go figure. Go Monty Maher or cash money. 
How about going 0-8, you, you avoid the winless regular season last week with a win, and then you get a dub in the postseason to keep moving on. This is a team, of course, that went 9-0 in the regular season a year ago. So good on you, West Noble. Again, another case of probably a team that in another state doesn't make the playoffs, but now is in in Indiana. Everybody makes the playoffs, gets a win, and survives an extra week. Let's head to sectional 27 in Class 3A, where Concordia uh, now awaited uh, a, a, an opponent after uh, not being able to play Peru last night due to the uh, COVID outbreak for the Peru team. But Concordia now has an opponent. They will face Oak Hill. Oak Hill now 7-3 and after a 28 nothing victory over the Belmont Braves last night. And um, there we go. You know, Concordia... Gets an extra week to prepare. Yeah. Gets an extra week to heal any little bumps and bruises. Kind of like the 5A and 6A teams. Sure. But uh, Concordia, when when you look through this, uh, well, there's a little something at the bottom of the bracket that, that hasn't played <laughs> out yet. But uh, who yeah, knows? Yeah, but Norwell and Heritage tonight. But, you know, it, you know Oak Hill is very good, 7-3. and three. That's going to be a tough game for Concordia going to Swayze next week. That's a team in Oak Hill, three losses to teams that have a combined one defeat all season. So uh, they, they played a stout schedule. But uh, I think the biggest winner this week, last night, was Concordia because they didn't have to play. We talked about the grind of the SAC, and that mm-hmm. just grinds down your roster. And, and Concordia just doesn't have the depth that some of those bigger classes do. So being able to have a bye week to get healthy and, and like you said, uh, really heal some bumps and bruises and just recharge a little bit is, is huge because it was going to be a grind for Concordia going to Peru and having to get a win against a seven-win Peru team, then having to play at kill and then hosting a Norwell team most likely for the sectional championship. That's three difficult games for Concordia and, and and no chance of rest. Now they've at least had a chance to rest. It's unfortunate for Peru and how it happened, but it's beneficial for the cadets going forward and they'll be as healthy as they have been all year, I feel, going into Oak Hill next week. The bottom part of the bracket in sectional 27 in Class 3A has McConaughey advancing. They're now 5-3 and three after a 43 nothing victory over Northwestern. And the game that takes place tonight at 7 o'clock will be Norwell hosting Heritage. Norwell 8-1 and one on the season and one of the best defenses in Northeast Indiana taking on Casey Kochman's 2-5 and five Patriots. So we'll see what happens there. In Class 2A, I've got one sectional for you, sectional 35. And uh, that was a, a, the start was the Woodland Warriors seeing their season end uh, being beaten by the Prairie Heights team. Prairie Heights... Panthers. Okay, yeah. Yes. 18 to 8 How about in that, that one. Prairie rebuilding under Mike Smith. Uh, they'll be back. Yep. Uh, Woodburn and uh, that community is a football community. Yep. And uh, they will indeed be back. But uh, they are. Um, they were beaten by Prairie Heights last night, 18 to 8. And then in the game of the week, the Masters Heating and Cooling High School Football Game of the Week that you heard right here last night was Shane Alberani. Yeah. On the call with Shannon Griffith. 
How did he do? Did he did he make a lot of references to uh, you know the end boards and stuff like that? You know, hockey references, or, or was he pretty good? Okay, there was a couple of times when Levin Davis scored when he said he shoots, he scores. <laughs> just, you know, um, but uh, no, no, Shane, outstanding work uh, in a pinch hitting role for Brett last night, and uh, of course Shane used to do the DeKalb County game. That's right on. Uh, on uh, 1380 as well so uh, he was he was very familiar with east side and actually uh, made a couple of references to to former blazers as well uh-huh. uh, mentioned a delauder and things like that too so shane was, doing his research and, and i'm sure it was like slow motion for shane last night because football as as fast as it is, as it is is not the non-stop fast action of hockey so definitely he could probably you know take a nap between plays because he's so used to i i don't know how hockey announcers do it because that that is the one sport you look at, like, man, you have to seriously be on your game to be calling hockey, and Shane does a great job. Well, she, yeah, all you have to do is, is from snap to whistle, say what happened, yeah. and, then, and then you'll look to the coach, Shannon Griffith, and have him explain have him what talk. happened, yeah. and then, hey, it's time for the next snap. So, uh, it's yeah, it's it's a pretty pretty good gig. Yeah, know? right. But, uh, but anyway, Shane uh, filling in for uh, for Brett last night, 40-7 uh, to 7 east side uh, over Bluffton, and I think... I think it's a little bit of what we talked about. Bluffton uh, came in eight and one. Um, East Side eight and one as well. But I think the the schedule toughness of East Side. Yeah. Not taking anything away from Bluffton whatsoever because they have some outstanding football players right. on that team. But East Side kind of running uh, running a bit of that uh, northeast corner gauntlet, if you will. Sure. Um, and. Um, here they are advancing and, and have some really special players as well. Yeah, which which right now you can say the NECC is a better football conference top to bottom than the ACAC. I mean, it's very top heavy. So you look at South Adams, the class of the conference. Adam Central is there, who Bluffton didn't get to play because of quarantine, and then no one else really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got a rebuilding uh, heritage team in Woodland and, and Jay County's down, and and so you know Southern Wells didn't even play. So it, it's tough to get a game on some of these teams when you're playing a schedule like Bluffton did and in the one game they played against a really good team, they, they lost heavily. But, you know, Bluffton got out to a 7-0 lead last night. They were holding tough. It, it looked like it was going to be a game, but then Eastside got on track and ran away with it. In the lower part of the bracket, it was Lures advancing with a 56-7 victory over the Whitco Wildcats. Um... Once again. As expected, yeah, I think with that one, and and it sets up to me the most interesting matchup out of any game, in my opinion, next week. Well, we're going to find out what uh, perhaps, let's say, the mid echelon of the Summit Athletic Conference is versus the uh, the elite of the Northeast Corner Conference. Yeah. When Fairfield uh, comes a calling, it's uh, Fairfield advance with a 38-12 victory over Central Noble. That sets up Lures and Fairfield. How about that? So, you know, especially after what we saw last night with SAC versus NEA, people are going to say, you know, Lures big here. But Fairfield is a very good football team, a disciplined football team, and they play an offense that that 
defenses struggle to contain in that triple option. You have to be extremely disciplined to play against the triple option. So the onus is going to be on that Lures defense that at times this year has struggled. Can Bishop Lures get the best of Fairfield offensively? I think so. But does Fairfield play that ball control, grind it out type game that they love to do to limit Bishop Lures possessions? So I'm not sure which way this game goes. A lot of storylines in this one. It's going to be exciting next Friday in Fairfield. Definitely. We're going to uh check in on sectional 43 and 44 in class 1a after we come back from commercial but before we go i want to tell you about my friends at culligan and and i've been telling you the last few weeks they have a 29.95 water softener inspection service that they will perform and you don't it doesn't have to be a culligan softener it can be any kind of softener when you walk past your softener if it's down in your basement down in the corner if it's out in your garage and you walk past do you know if it's working you, you think it might be working you, you don't know for sure call culligan 4848668 that's 4848668 they will come out they'll make sure that your softener is working that it's actually softening your water properly they'll run a test to make sure that your your hardness is at zero they'll make sure that things are regenerating properly believe me it's peace of mind remember if you don't have soft water, that hard water, that nasty water is running through your waterborne appliances, your water heater, your dishwasher, your washing machine. Those are not cheap appliances to replace if you need to replace them before that's it's time to do so. Believe me, call Culligan today and set up your water softener inspection, 484-8668. Give your people Culligan water. We'll be right back. It's time to rethink your limits, and OPS is here to help you do it. OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, is the new standard in sports medicine and sports performance. Unfortunately, injuries are just a part of the game and can happen to anyone. The professionals at OPS work together to get you back in action and performing at your very best. From certified athletic trainers to fellowship-trained sports medicine physicians, physical therapists, and sports performance coaches, your athlete will receive the same continuum of care as the professional. Professionals do. Wanting to take your game to the next level? OPS offers performance classes six days a week at the newly renovated Ash Center. OPS athletes can experience real measurable results in speed, strength, and agility without increasing their risk of injury. The certified trainers at OPS use scientific methods to help you get the most out of your body. Mention this ad and you will receive one free month of training. Visit OptimumPerformanceSports.com to learn more and to start your free month today kind of crazy we got through the entire COVID year of high school football but we ain't done yet archbold the double pass wide open kissler 10 5 and a touchdown full coverage of this year's sectional regional semis and state championship can be heard right here on fort wayne sports station join us for the masters heating and cooling game of the week this afternoon the east noble high school knights are carrying the flag for northeast indiana all the way to lucas oil stadium during thanksgiving break for a list of which game we'll have head to 13 1980thefan.com Walgreens has always been there to help make your health care easier. From making sure you have the prescriptions you need to answering any questions you have about them. Now, the question is whether you have the right Medicare plan. And we're here to help make that easier, too. Walgreens can save you money and peace of mind with co-pays as low as $0. 
Visit Walgreens.com slash Medicare today to see how. Walgreens. We make Medicare easy. Zero dollar copay on tier one generic drugs when enrolled in a plan with Walgreens as a preferred pharmacy. With so many new pet owners, Kezia's grooming can't keep up. Kezia's grooming. Sorry, we'll book solid through the weekend. I can give you a call back though if something opens up. It's time to hire. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. The moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. It's always showtime at BetMGM Sports, and right now, new customers have a chance to win $100 in free bets when they place a $1 money line wager on Khabib to win the MMA fight against Gaethje. Just use bonus code DC. 100 when you sign up and make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. If you're ready to start betting with confidence and turning big plays into paydays, then there's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM Sports is the king of sports books. Go all in on the action with parlay bonus payouts, boosted odds specials, daily promotions, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code DC100 to win $100 in free bets when you wager $1 on Khabib to win the main event MMA fight. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, Saturday, October 24th. And by the way, Blake Sebring's book, Fort Wayne Sports History, on this date, on October 24th in 1968, Sharon Wickman won the gold medal in the 200 breaststroke. How about that? Uh... She uh, was in the Olympics and uh, was it the sixty uh, the nineteen sixty eight Olympics? I believe she was from Snyder High School. I think so. so. Yes. So uh, congratulations uh, to her uh, fifty some years later. But uh, yeah, she was one of the first, uh, uh, let's say, modern era Olympians uh, that I recall that was uh, a gold medalist. Also in nineteen seventy. Central beat Bishop Bluers 19 to 7 in its last football game to clinch the Fort Wayne City Series title. After that year, the City Series went on to become the Summit Athletic Conference. Yes. So give us some history, uh, Jim, about Central. Now, did it close to coincide with the opening of both Lures and DeWanger, or what? No, uh, Central closed uh, to make way for the opening of Northrop and Wayne gotcha. in 1971. Okay. And that also started the uh, the school busing. Gotcha. Uh, so I was I think, was I think it was Central Catholic then downtown? Central Catholic was downtown, and then that closed, I believe, after... 1972, perhaps, okay. and then the kids from Central Catholic split up in in North and South divisions and went either to Bishop Dwyer right. or okay. Bishop Bluers. So, so uh, you know, it was interesting. Uh, a, a Max, I believe it was a Max Richardson. Uh, Big, strong fullback for Bishop Lewers was initially at Central Catholic. Um, there were there was some uh, some athletes. Uh, one of the Krauses was a an outstanding baseball player that ended up going to Bishop Dwanger from yeah. CC as well. But CC, the the Fighting Irish. Yep, and uh, they got a Central nice Catholic. They got a nice monument there on what is it? 
Clinton? Clinton near Lewis? Yeah. Yeah. With with the uh, with the uh, picture of the school and and, kind of, kind and of, of course CC and Central were right across the street, yeah. right across Clinton the from each other. Anthus as well. Crew, now Anthus Crew Center. Yes. Right? Now is that the entirety of Central? High, or was there another aspect of the building? No, that was pretty much it. That, that was that it? large building, yeah. Okay. And then, uh, and where the parking lot is now, facing, uh, let's say Lafayette, uh, I believe that was a, a football field, more of a practice okay. field. I don't remember if they they had spectator games, a varsity games there gotcha. or not. But uh, but I did, I, you know, as a kid back in the '60s, that was one of the things my dad and my uncle used to always like to do is go to high school football and basketball games on Fridays and Saturday nights and and uh they they both graduated from Central Catholic so they go to some CC games but go to Central and Northside and yeah. and some of the others as well it was a lot of fun but yeah uh that is uh I'm I'm glad I could be of assistance there <laughs> now uh, it's now does Central High School did it have a gymnasium is there a gym at Anthus I've never seen it when I was there but I don't know if I'm missing it I believe there was a gym at okay. Central yeah. Yeah, and then uh, also one at CC, rather yeah. small one. Uh, but uh, yeah, I can recall going to those games, the the Central Catholic basketball games. You had the guys like uh, uh, Bird and Railing and Kraus and guys like that. Uh, Tom Railing was probably one of the better basketball players to ever come out of Northeast Indiana, too. But Steve Kroll was another one as well. But anyway, I'm, I'm going way back. I need to get to. <laughs> I'm the one who started asking the question. So. Uh, I, could, I could talk all day. Oh, and by the way, before we get to this course, in case you're looking ahead to tomorrow, on this date tomorrow, in 1926, and no, I wasn't there. Uh, my parents couldn't get a babysitter. Uh, Babe Ruth played in an exhibition game with the Lincoln Lifers against the Kips. How about that? Says there's an urban legend about Ruth hitting home a home run into a passing train car, but there's no official record of it. He did hit two home runs and played every position but catcher in the game as the Lifers won 11-1 to at League Park. Wow. So how about that? And also another significant event in Fort Wayne sports history. In 1952, the Fort Wayne Comets played their first game, losing to Toledo 4 to nothing in front of 4,956 home fans. And remember, back in 1952, these were people that were simply curious yeah. because they didn't really know much of what hockey was about. Mm-hmm. And and the owners of the team initially had to educate the public around yeah. here as to the new sport of hockey, although it wasn't new, it was new to this area. So so they would they would announce like basic rules right during the course of the game. I believe what I've once again it I've was 1952, told. so I I don't well, remember. I was I mean you were probably around, hammered yeah. at that point. You know you probably got there early and started drinking. But I, yeah, I, if, I, if there would be a whistle, they would then explain why there was I, a whistle and all that stuff to the fans. That yeah, and then that's that's awesome. That's you know. It, the way it should have been, and 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 look what's happened. You know, yeah, it's, right? it's nurtured uh, generation after generation of Comet hockey fans. Yep. So, and I, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Those are a few of the little uh, little details uh, that you get from Blake Sebring's book, Fort Wayne Sports History. Now, on to 
Sectional 43 in Class 1A. Last night it was Tri-Central over Westdale 30-28. to They'll now meet Madison Grant, who had the bye in that sectional. They are 2-5, and Tri-Central 7-3. and South Adams gets a big win over Union City 41 to nothing. They're now 9-0 and and will take on a 7-1 Monroe Central team that beat Taylor 72 to nothing. Now, didn't Monroe Central already play South Adams once? And I yes. think that might be uh, Monroe Central's only loss of it the season. It is the only loss. So, if we, if this is where we were last year with South Adams and Adams Central, right? South Adams took care of business reasonably comfortable in the regular season against the Flying Cats. Watch out for South Adams going to Monroe Central second time around. I know the Starfires have handled Monroe Central reasonably comfortable the last three, four meetings. But these are the playoffs. Don't overlook a team that you already beaten soundly once. It's a good enough football team to clip you if you're not ready. So that's a game to watch. And Grant Mosier surely reinforcing that point to his players. It does not matter. We beat this team once. We need to beat him again. We saw what happened in Angola last night against DeKalb, exactly. a team that they beat soundly early in the regular season. Exactly. So we'll keep an eye on that game next week as well. Over in sectional 44, it was Triton beating Cherubusco 24-14. to The Trojans, now 4-5, and will take on Adams Central, who beat Fremont 39-6. to The Flying Jets, 7-2 and on the season. But uh, Triton made a little bit of a statement by uh, handling Busco. Two young teams, Triton and Cherubusco. Busco starts a sophomore quarterback, Triton a freshman. And I, I, that was a kind of a surprise. I thought Busco was going to be able to get there and get a win. Uh, congratulations to Triton, knocking off the Eagles, moving on to face the Flying Jets. In the bottom part of the bracket, it was Caston uh, advancing by a victory over North Miami, 34-28. Caston now 3-7. and seven. They get to take on an unbeaten Southwood team that went there. Uh, the, basically, the, they, they were playing, and then they weren't going to play, and then now they're playing again. They ran the record at 10-0 and 0 with a 36 nothing victory over the Northfield Norse. And uh, Southwood, yeah, with the COVID outbreak, uh, earlier in the week said, hey, we're not playing, yep. and then uh, had some negative tests. Oh, well, we are again. I, of course, this is all brand new to everybody, yeah. and it, it's great that kids get to play. I get that. But still, and, and it was brought up last night that, uh, you know, did Northfield, when they heard that Southwood was not going to play, did they shut down their preparation? Yeah. For the week. Or or at least kids just mentally shut out. You know, the kids are like, oh, really? We don't have to play this Friday? Okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, then we'll, I'm we'll checking get ready out for practice, the winter right? cast in North Miami. Yeah. yeah, right? So it's tough for, for high school kids, let alone coaches, to flip that switch say, we're playing, we're not playing, or we're playing again, especially a team the caliber of Southwood. So it, it's great to see Southwood back in it, now 10-0. Um, now the question is, after a week where we went through to see teams bow out, I mean, man, seven days is a long time. We just went through the schedule for next week. Let's hope we are playing every single one of these games next Friday. Who knows? And before we uh, go to break and uh, come back with Mike Nutter of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, I want to uh, run down the 5A and 6A games for next week. In 5A, we have Northrop at Northside, both teams 4 and 5, both teams Summit Athletic Conference uh, foes. And then Anderson plays Bishop Dwenger. Eight and one for the Saints, two and seven for Anderson. Those are the five A sectional uh, matchups, and then in six A, 
couple of 7-2 and two teams. The Carroll Chargers head to Warsaw to take on the Tigers and in the bottom part of the bracket. 5-4 and four, Snyder at Homestead, 8-1. and one. This is going to be a great game. Right. I, I just, I can feel it. Snyder, Snyder now five and four, but these, these young kids that perhaps were making young varsity mistakes in the first two, three weeks of the season are seasoned now to the point, and you know how Snyder has athletes and yeah. Snyder has coaching, Snyder has coaching staff members that have been around for decades. Right. And they've been part of the program and give their, give much of their life to these programs. And this, I still think, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm not trying to sell anybody on it, but, <laughs> but keep an eye, keep an eye on this one. And if I'm wrong, I'll admit it. Yeah. No, th- both of these games in 6A are fascinating to me. You know, 33 to 3 win for Homestead the first time around over Snyder. I think it's a lot closer this time around. I'm not saying Snyder knocks off Homestead, but I can guarantee you that Chad Solman is guarding against the complacency that can set in with high school kids when you beat a team soundly the first time. We talked about it earlier in 1A. So uh, that's a fascinating matchup to me. DJ uh, Moore will be back in my uh, uh, after sitting out a couple weeks to, with a nagging injury uh, for Snyder. Iso Robinson has been a menace up front for Snyder in that defensive front. And, you know, the, the offense has found itself with Hopper and Tyrese Brown and and those wide receivers that that have been able to come on that are very young. So this matchup and the Carroll Warsaw game up in Warsaw with Bart Ball and really controlling that line of scrimmage that Warsaw likes to do, uh, it's a contrasting style type game with the high-flying Carroll offense against a Warsaw team that likes to grind it out. So that's another dangerous game for an area foe. Indeed. We're going to go ahead, step out, take a timeout. We'll be back with Mike Nutter, the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, when we return. You're listening to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. A competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. Shop classic, independently certified pre-owned Rolex watches for both men and women in the attractive high-end designs that make Rolex watches so striking at Peter Franklin Jewelers. Rolex, the world's most recognizable watch brand, from classic to professional Rolex models to suit any wrist. Shop Submariner, Daytona, Datejust, Yachtmaster, Batman, and more at Peter Franklin. A Rolex is always cherished, but it also transcends its material value and takes on a personal meaning. Whether it is an heirloom, a milestone of success, 
success or a gift, a Rolex watch frequently becomes an emotional symbol that brings to life exceptional moments. Discover Rolex watches today at Peter Franklin, your independently certified pre-owned Rolex headquarters where every Rolex tells a story. Start your story today at Peter Franklin with three locations to serve you, Angola, New Haven, and a DuPont Road in Fort Wayne. See the entire collection of Rolex watches online at PeterFranklin.com. When you want to make a statement, it simply has to be Peter Franklin. With so many roofing companies in the area, it's tough to be sure you're partnering with the right business to get the job done. Alliance Exteriors is here to make the decision easier for you. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal roofing, shingle roofing, and more. They promise to take care of you for life. From the time a team member arrives at your door to years after your job is completed with a lifetime warranty. Looking to complete that roofing job you've been considering for months before winter hits? Call Alliance Exteriors today at 908-5465. Check out their Facebook or visit their website at EliasExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free no-pressure estimate. All estimates come with an exclusive 10-point inspection, a $129 value for free. Plus, take advantage of $2,500 off your new metal roof for a limited time only. That's $2,500 off the last roof you'll ever put on your home. Don't forget to ask about their first responder discount. Start the process with Alliance Exteriors, your partners for life. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shaw. On Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Saturday, October 24, 2020. In the middle of the World Series, Dodgers lead the Rays two games to one of the best of seven. And so if we still have baseball, why don't we talk some baseball? Why don't we get our friend... From the Fort Wayne Tin Caps on the line on our Talking Sports phone line presented by Culligan of Fort Wayne. Give your people Culligan water. And I'm talking about none other than Fort Wayne Tin Caps President GM, Mr. Mike Nutter. Mike, good morning, my friend. Good morning, my man. It's great to be back on with you guys. Oh, it's good to hear your voice, Mike. It just means baseball, you know. And uh, and, and, and I want to get to uh, a little bit of World Series talk with you and baseball talk with you. But first, I noticed... You know, even though there hasn't been baseball at Parkview Field, that doesn't mean that uh, that the the fan uh, experience is going to be gone or anything like that. Because the Tin Caps just keep cranking out great idea after great idea to keep the fans engaged, and you've had two movie nights out at Parkview Field that have been uh, you know very creatively done and and very well attended, very well spoken of. But now, you are hosting a Tin Caps virtual beer tasting. What in the world is a virtual beer tasting? (laughs) I think it should mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. It certainly meant a lot of things when I was a college person at (laughs) California State University at Chico. Um, we, we, We want to build the menu for 2021. And so uh, we missed everybody. We've obviously missed everybody. Uh, But we're going to start planning on everything for 21. We don't know capacity and schedule and distancing and a lot of stuff that we don't know. But with our good friends over at Five Star Beverage, um, we're we're doing this promotion. And so people can get a 12-pack, a dozen different seasonal craft beers, so 12 different beers, one of each, 
there's some people that just like a, you know, a macro brew because they're comfortable with it. They know what they like, and they're going to get that. This sampler platter, you know, micro brews are a big thing. This sampler platter allows people to try 12 different beers and then go online. The virtual part of it is, is you know, hey, consume them on your own, obviously, in moderation. and But then go on there and do a hashtag of Tin Caps Beer Tasting. We want to hear from people, hey, do they want these to make the ballpark menu? Which one do they like the most? Uh, it's twenty nine ninety five for 12 beers. So, again, moderately priced. Fans need to order it by Monday afternoon. I linked it to the page uh, on Twitter for your show. Uh, it's also at tincaps.com. And then they can check out the ones they like. And if they like a certain one, vote for it and tell us that they want it on the menu. Uh, there's some interesting names on this list. <laughs> and there's some interesting description. How about the Yingling Hershey's Chocolate Porter? I can't tell if that'll be the best beer somebody's ever had or, or maybe not. And so a bunch of different tastes, a bunch of different flavors. Uh, we're hoping for big things in 21, and the fans can be a part of it by helping to build the menu. Well, you know, I, I've always uh, fashioned myself to be, let's say, a, a domestic uh, beer kind of a guy. But I'll tell you what, if you put a beer in front of me, I, I've got history that says, I will drink it, regardless of what it is. But yeah. I, I noticed Yingling's uh, Hershey Chocolate Porter, uh, but you've, you've, got, uh, you've got beers on this list from Bell's, Lagunitas, uh, Dog's, Dogfish Head, New Belgium, Revolution, Revolution Brewing, Terrapin, Sun King, Three Floyds, Upland as well. I mean, it just it runs the gamut. And, of course, Five Star and Stan and everybody over there, uh, outstanding uh, in this community as well. But uh, what... How did you come up with the idea of a virtual beer tasting? Well, you know, we've, we've always, Jen Sylvester on our staff and Austin Allen have always done such a great job of the in-person beer tastings and wine tastings. And, you know, bourbon took off a couple of years ago for a lot of people, uh, margaritas, wine nights, all kinds of things, because people have different flavors. And when we opened Parkview Field a dozen years ago, we just didn't want it to be the same old same. And so, uh, you know, we were, you mentioned Stan, he's a friend, he's, they're so great for this community. And uh, we, we got together with the team a few weeks ago and just said, hey, you know, it's wild because, you know, last year it was, it was all the, uh, the seltzers and the different spritzers and the different thing, you know, a couple years ago, I don't mean to offend, but I don't think nobody, I had never heard of White Claw. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and then well, for 19, uh, it was like the biggest, you know, for the first few weeks when it warmed up, it was like, what is this? I mean, I knew it was on our menu, but I hadn't tried it. And so when we were talking with Stan and the team, it was like, hey, there's some of these great uh, microbrews that are really taking off around the Midwest and around the country. But we didn't get our fans to be able to sample it. We normally do a homestand uh, beer special at the home plate bar, and we use that feedback. We try and build the menu the following year with that stuff. Well, we couldn't do it. And so we said, there's some stuff on here. I mean, some of that Three Floyds and some of these beers on here are very tough to acquire at times. And so let people try different stuff. And, you know, we hope they like them all, but their tastes are going to tell them they like some more than the other ones. And tell us what that is, and we'll try and make the commitment to, you know, put those at a, at a cart, at a at a bar next year in hopes that things are getting back to normal. And so we did the meal kits. You were so gracious to allow me to come on and talk about those. Those aren't going right now. 
Uh, I hope they don't go again because that means we didn't have to close down restaurants and things like that. Uh, but the, the, the fan response was tremendous. Truthfully, Jim, you know, in a year where if we get 90% of our revenues in five or six months, you know, we didn't play. And so uh, little things like this, uh, you know, can really help. Um, can really help the bottom line where I don't mean it to like pander to people or sell to oversell to people. Uh, but it's just one of those things that, you know, it can help with some of the bottom line stuff. Our friends from five stars throwing in some, you know, a little stuff to go with the order and, you know, a keychain and some other stuff like that, but they can rate, rate the beers, leave the reviews online. And hopefully we add a few of these to the menu next year. Well, sure, and these are the events that our listeners uh, are encouraged strongly to support when it comes to our professional local teams to help sustain because of just what you said. You know, and, and whether that's a some kind of event from the Comets, the Mad Ants, the Tin Caps, any, any of those, please, because of the fact that Nobody has played or haven't played their their full schedules, and in future schedules or are who knows what. They still need revenue in some way, shape, or form to be able to sustain. So, uh, you know, every everything you can do to help. You know, it's just like when when people have when when restaurants reopened. You know, it was uh, awfully nice if if people were very generous with their tips with the servers because they were struggling, and we saw that where uh, people were uh, were you know helping out. And, and I think that's all in this uh, pandemic. That's what we need to do. That you know we will sometime get back to wink wink a normal situation, uh, whatever normal is at that time. But still. You know, we need to, between now and then, uh, support each other and keep things rolling. So uh, You said it best. You know, somebody asked me the other day, what can we do to support the tin caps? And I said, you know, hey, this thing that we knew about, but also uh, I, I mentioned the comments and the Mad Ants. Uh, you know, we have such friendships, but also personal and professional regards to the guys and gals over there, yourself included, where it's like, hey, you know, get a gift card. Get a gift certificate. You know, maybe you don't. Maybe somebody isn't a big, huge baseball fan in your family. But are they into the the ants? Are they into the Pacers? Are they into basketball? What about the comments? You know, get them a holiday gift. Get them a gift card for tickets next season. You know, stuff like that. It will help us sustain the the. You know, the three teams that we just talked about have had an incredible amount of success over the years. The comments five times longer than anybody else on that list. Uh, but we're reeling a little bit right now. And, but, again, you want people to hear in the same breath, we also will get through it. And so we don't want people to think, hey, we're we're going to go away or anything like that. But, you know, we're not totally through it yet. And once again, Mike, if you want to be part of this uh, Tin Caps virtual beer tasting, you have to have your order in by Monday, October 26th at 4 p.m. And uh, you can uh, pick these up Friday, October 30th. And uh, as you said, you, you put a link on, on my Twitter, and it's on TinCaps.com and uh, the Tin Caps uh, Twitter page as well and social media. So, um, yeah, it's a support local professional and support local as well uh it goes without saying so have you been watching the world series my friend yes sir you know it there's a lot of midwest league and there's uh a little bit of fort wayne of course i wanted at the beginning of the series my 
my public prediction was the Dodgers in six with the caveat of nothing would make me happier than to see our buddy Kevin Kiermeyer and the Tampa Bay Rays win the World Series. Um, Hunter Renfro, former tin cap, is on that team. Talented young outfielder. We love and know Kevin. Uh, he's one of us. Nothing would make me happier than for them to even it up tonight at two games. So cool to see him homer in game one. Uh, but there's so much Midwest League uh, oh, yes. flavor in this one. Both starting pitchers tonight uh, are Midwest League alum. I uh, told the other night when we did that story with the tin caps on the couch thing with Rump and myself and John Nolan when we were talking and telling stories, I remember meeting Julio Urias, the starting pitcher for the Dodgers tonight. He pitched in the Midwest League. I remember meeting him at a day game at Parkview Field, 16 years old. Hmm. And that's incredible. We have had the youngest team, I think, the last five years. Uh, we've had plenty at 17. Uh, we've never touched the 16-year-old. I think he's the youngest guy that's ever appeared in the Midwest League. And it feels like he's been around forever, and he's like 22 or something like that now. And so uh, Clayton Kershaw was a Midwest Leaguer. Corey Seager, the superstar for the Dodgers, uh, played for the Great Lakes Loons. Uh, Brandon Lau that hit the two homers the other night in the win for the Rays. Uh, played for the Bowling Green Hot Rods, and so it's something like twenty or you know twenty plus guys between these two teams that are up there. And maybe in the next year or two, we can we can be on talking about the Padres that are in the World Series. But they took that next step this year. Not only made the playoffs, but won a round. And you know maybe if Lamette and Clevenger didn't get hurt, they'd they'd still be playing this week. Oh yeah, that's. Uh... Uh, making the playoffs and, and winning a series uh, just just seasons you uh, that much that much more for the future. And uh, you know uh, better than I the young talent that's on that Padres roster now is uh, is there to stay. So uh, that should be a lot of fun going forward. But you know, and you talked about Kevin Kiermeyer and uh, in you know in his success, he hit a home run in Game One, and uh, you know. Uh, Joe Buck and uh, and in Smoltz even said, you know that that after after he hit the home run, he said he couldn't even feel his feet hitting the hitting the ground as he was rounding the bases. But uh, you know, and he was mic'd up last night and, and showed uh, a warm family uh, little uh, embrace there with his son and his wife. But uh, but but you know Kevin a little better, uh, uh, you know through his professional career now in baseball and of course he was a bowling green hot rod for at least uh one season and i think par perhaps part of a second but uh but you know being local uh you you've gotten to know him just a little bit and in you know your your take on somebody that was a 39th round draft pick and uh and you know just basically had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder it wasn't considered when he was in the midwest league from what i recall he wasn't one of those bona fide uh prospects that everybody was saying hey you know watch this kid he he emerged oh you're exactly right you the way you just described it there was it was literally perfect um i mean you know went to bishop lures went over to parkland junior college um you know i think he roomed with uh uh bob glover who was a homestead guy at the mm-hmm. time and they were friends and played together at the high school circuit they both went up there um, I don't know that, that, again, I obviously don't mean this in any negative way. I don't think they had other offers is the way the story goes. I've heard the story goes that the scout was asking them as they were walking out or a college guy, hey, where are you two guys going? You two can really play. 
we don't have any offers. You know, the, some of those guys are late bloomers. You know, I mean, some, so much with youth sports now, they decide in about third grade who's going to be the star. And guys like this had other ideas. So they went up to Parkland, and after a couple of years, uh, Kevin was not sure whether he was going to go down to, you know, his favorite school, Purdue. We've mm-hmm. had a few Buckeye-Purdue conversations over the years. And uh, he got drafted at a spot where he wanted to take a run at it. Mr. Glover had a nice offer coming out of Parkland. He went over to Dayton on a great offer, finished up over there and played some minor league ball. But here you go with Kevin. You've got him up there. Uh, the platinum glove winner a few years ago, the gold glove winner once or twice. Uh, uh, it signed a great contract, but more than all that, just a great Midwest guy, just a great family man, good people. We've gotten to know them. We've gotten to know the family. Uh, it's it's just really, really cool. I've gotten to know his father. It's just neat for me as a dad with no delusions of my kid going to that level or anything like that, but you can relate as a dad and a grandson, all the balls that you throw in the backyard. Everything you do, setting up the tee, dragging out the net, and all that kind of stuff. And just to see when it works for somebody. And then when you get to know them and you have respect. And and it's not just Kevin. You know, maybe you know and maybe the listeners know and maybe they don't know. But his brother Dan is the head groundskeeper, the head turf manager for the Chicago Cubs in the big leagues. Yes, so there's really only feel. 30 of those jobs, and so he's got one of those too. So, a uh, really nice job by mom and dad, and we love uh, guys like you and me love that uh, they're successful in life, and not just that, but they're good people and they're successful in the game of baseball. So it's pretty cool. Oh, and no doubt, and you know, going up through the the amateur and youth leagues too, that when you see a kid from Fort Wayne, Indiana, that uh, you know, ordinarily you kind of expect baseball players to come from the warm weather climates, from uh, places where you can play baseball, you know, uh, 9 to 12 months out of the year and, and hone your craft outdoors in the sunshine and the beautiful manicured diamonds, uh, you know, in, in the warm weather climates. But uh, to, to see a kid from Fort Wayne uh, play in the World Series and, and, you know, hit a home run and, and, and make defensive plays in the playoffs that are, that are outstanding and just, you know, put us on the map that way. And, you know, Zach McKinstry got, some, uh, got a little bit of time with the Dodgers this year too, and that's great for him as well. Uh, Northside uh, alum there through Central Michigan, so uh, you know it's it's always uh, you know we've had some guys that have gone up to the the majors and maybe gotten that cup of coffee that 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 brief look, but to be an everyday player, it's uh, it's just awesome. It really is, and this you know McKinstry is another great one. Same type of recruit coming out went through Central Michigan. You know, and, and we just love him. His dad was an usher of ours for many years. I see him over at Concordia. I see him sometimes on the youth uh, baseball travel circuit because he loves giving back. Another great family. And, again, another – you mean it as a testament, not a slight, but another guy that's beat the odds. I mean, I think in a normal season, he's probably up there this year with even more time. But he's knocking on the door, and as good as the Dodgers are and as good as he is, if they're not going to have a spot for him next year, this is me speaking, not them. You know, they can use him as a trade chip or something like that because McKinstry is an everyday major league player from what I've seen, and that's just so cool if we have a couple guys, you know, Fort Wayne, born and raised, came up through the youth throughout the high school stuff here that are everyday big leaguers. That is a testament 
to all the coaches and all the leagues and all the stuff around here. Oh, definitely. And, of course, I'd be remiss if we didn't mention Josh Van Meter and in his ascent up through the youth leagues in the Fort Wayne and Northeast Indiana area uh, to be that fifth-round draft pick of the pods and, uh, and you know, to go on with the Reds and now the Diamondbacks. And, uh, you know, he'll he'll hopefully get his everyday shot uh, at some point very soon. So, um, you know, you, you speak of players and family and such, and, and these are uh, these are people that, that they also give a lot to the baseball community oh there's no doubt and, and everything you describe people that don't know them haven't had the opportunity to meet them are probably thinking we're just pouring all this stuff on but with those three families right there uh that we've mentioned specifically there's just uh, they're just high quality high individual people you root for all of them and it's really neat to see and well, again physically not the biggest guys growing up you know guys that just work and kept at their craft. I mean, can you imagine how many balls Greg Van Meter's probably thrown Josh over the years? I mean, no exaggeration. Oh, I know. I, yeah. Hundreds of thousands. I mean, like, literally, people are like, what are you talking about? No, like, I, I remember Josh telling me the story when he was a freshman at Norwell, and I don't remember if he weighed 100 pounds or 120 pounds, but whatever the number was, it wasn't like, you know, you're walking in, you know, some physically gifted guy. Now, he is now. Because he's never stopped working, but it's just so cool. It is, and, and you, yeah, you talk about Greg Van Meter, but also Alex McKinstry and Jim Kiermaier, uh with, with the same pain in their shoulder from throwing pitches to their sons, so uh, just like other dads as well. But, Mike, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's been too long, and uh, and let's, uh, let, let, let's hook up again very soon. I'd love to come back on when we learn more about the schedule and the manager and things for 2021. Thanks so much. All right, bank on that, Mike. Thanks. That's going to do it for Talking Sports this morning for uh, a Saturday, October 24th, 2020. Thanks for the text that came in. Thanks for... Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.